Chapter Thirteen of The Martyrs of Science. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Martyrs of Science by David Brewster. Life of John Kepler. Chapter Three. Kepler's continued embarrassments. Death of Matthias liberality of ferdinand kepler's harmonies of the world the epitome of the copernican astronomy it is prohibited by the inquisition sir henry wotton the british ambassador invites kepler to england he declines the invitation neglect of genius by the english government trial of kepler's mother her final acquittal and death at the age of seventy-five the states of styria burn publicly kepler's calendar he receives his arrears of salary from ferdinand the rudolphin tables published in sixteen twenty eight he receives a gold chain from the grand duke of tuscany he is patronized by the duke of friedland he removes to sagan in silsia is appointed professor of mathematics at rostock goes to ratisbon to receive his arrears his death funeral and epitaph monument erected to his memory in eighteen o three his family his posthumous volume entitled the dream or lunar astronomy kepler was kept in a state of constant anxiety from the delay in the government to pay up the arrears of his pension while their repeated promises prevented him from accepting of other employments he had hoped that the affair of bologna's chair would rouse the imperial treasury to a sense of its duty and enable him to publish the rudolphin tables the great work which he owed to the memory both of tycho and of rudolph but though he was disappointed in this expectation an event now occurred which at least held out the prospect of a favourable change in his circumstances the emperor matthias died in sixteen nineteen and was succeeded by ferdinand iii who not only continued him in the situation of his principal mathematician with his former pension but promised to pay up the arrears of it and to furnish the means of publishing the rudolphin tables the year sixteen nineteen so favourable to kepler's prospects in life was distinguished also by the publication at Linz, one of his most remarkable productions entitled the harmonies of the world it is dedicated to james i of england and will be for ever memorable in the history of science as containing the celebrated law that the squares of the periodic times of the planets are to one another as the cubes of their distances this singular volume which is marked with all the peculiarities which distinguish its cosmographical mystery is divided into five books the first two books are principally geometrical and relate to regular polygons inscribed in a circle the third book is a treatise on music in which musical proportions are derived from figures the fourth book is astrological and treats the harmony of rays emanating on the earth from the heavenly bodies and on their influence over the sublunary or human soul the fifth book is astronomical and metaphysical and treats of the exquisite harmonies of the celestial motions and of the celebrated third law of the universe which we have already referred to this law as he himself informs us first entered his mind on the eighth march sixteen eighteen 
but having made an erroneous calculation he was obliged to reject it he resumed the subject on fifteenth may and having discovered his former error he recognized with transport the absolute truth of a principle which for seventeen years had been the object of his incessant labours the delight which this grand discovery gave him had no bounds nothing holds me says he i will indulge in my sacred fury i will triumph over mankind by the honest confession that i have stolen the golden vases of the egyptians to build up a tabernacle for my god far away from the confines of egypt if you forgive me i rejoice if you are angry i can bear it the die is cast the book is written to be read either now or by posterity i care not which it may well wait a century for a reader as god has waited six thousand years for an observer about the same time in sixteen eighteen kepler published at Linz the three first books of his epitome of copernican astronomy on which the fourth was published at the same place in sixteen twenty two and the fifth sixth and seventh at frankfurt in the same year this interesting book is a kind of summary of all his astronomical views drawn up in the form of a dialogue for the perusal of general readers immediately after its publication it was placed by inquisition in the list of prohibited books and the moment kepler learned this from his correspondent remus he was thrown into a great alarm and requested from him some information respecting the terms and consequences of censure which was then pronounced against him he was afraid that it might compromise his personal safety if he went to italy that he would be compelled to retract his opinions that the censure might extend to austria that the sale of his work would be ruined and that he must either abandon his country or his opinions the reply of his friend remus calmed his agitated mind by explaining to him the true nature of the prohibition and he concluded his letter with a piece of seasonable exhortation there is no ground for your alarm either in italy or in austria only keep yourself within bounds and put a guard upon your own passions in the year sixteen twenty sir henry wotton the english ambassador at venice paid a visit to kepler on his way through germany it does not appear whether or not this visit was paid at the desire of james i to whom kepler had dedicated one of his works but from the nature of the communication which was made to him by the ambassador there are strong reasons to think that this was the case sir henry wotton urged kepler to take up his residence in england where he could assure him of a welcome and an honourable reception but notwithstanding the pecuniary difficulties in which he was then involved he did not accept of the invitation in referring to this offer in one of his letters written a year after it was made he thus balances the difficulties of the question the fires of civil war says he are raging in germany shall i then cross the sea whither wotton invites me i a german lover of firm land who dread the confinement of an island who presage its dangers and must drag along with me my little wife and flock of children as kepler seems to have entertained no doubt of his being well provided for in england it is the more probable that the british sovereign had made him a distinct offer through his ambassador a welcome and an honourable reception in the ordinary sense of terms could not have supplied the wants of a starving astronomer who was called upon to renounce a large though an ill-paid salary in his native land 
and kepler had experienced too deeply the faithlessness of royal pledges to trust his fortune to so vague an assurance as that which is implied in the language of english ambassador during the two centuries which have elapsed since the invitation was given to kepler there has been no reign during which the most illustrious foreigner could hope for pecuniary support either from the sovereign or the government of england what english science has never been able to command for indigenous talent was not likely to be preferred to foreign merit the generous hearts of individual englishmen indeed are always open to claims of intellectual pre-eminence and were ready to welcome the stranger whom it adorns but through the frozen life-blood of british minister such sympathies have seldom vibrated and amid the struggles of faction and the anxiety of personal and family ambition he was turned a deaf ear to the demands of genius whether she appeared in the humble posture of a suppliant or the prouder attitude of a national benefactor if the imperial mathematician therefore had no other assurance of a comfortable home in england than that of sir henry wotton he acted a wise part in distrusting it and we rejoice that the sacred name of kepler was thus withheld from the long list of distinguished characters whom england has starved and dishonoured in the year sixteen twenty kepler was exposed to a severe calamity which continued to harass him for some time his mother catherine kepler to whose peculiarities of temper we were already referred was arrested on the fifth april upon a charge of a serious nature one of her friends having some years before suffered a miscarriage was subsequently attacked with violent headaches and catherine was charged with having administered poison to her friend this accusation was indignantly repelled and a young doctor of law whom she consulted advised her to raise an action against her calumniator from professional reasons or probably pecuniary ones this zealous practitioner continued to delay the lawsuit for five years the judge who tried it happened to be displaced and was succeeded by another who had a personal quarrel with the prosecutor the defender who was aware of this favourable change in her case became the accuser and in july sixteen twenty catherine kepler was sent to prison and condemned to torture the moment this event reached the ears of her son he quitted Linz and arrived in the time to save her from punishment he found that the evidence upon which she was condemned had no other foundation but her own intemperate conduct and though his interference was successful yet she was not finally released from the prison till the fourth november sixteen twenty one convinced of her innocence this bold woman now in the seventy-ninth year of her age raised a new action for damages against her opponent but her death in april sixteen twenty two put an end to her own miseries as well as to the anxiety of her son among the virtues of this singular woman we must number that of generosity moslin the old perceptor of kepler had generously declined any compensation for his instructions kepler never forgot this act of kindness and in the midst of his poverty he found means to send to moslin a handsome silver cup in the token of his gratitude in acknowledging this gift moslin remarks your mother had taken it into her head that you owed me two hundred florins and had brought fifteen florins and a chandelier towards reducing the debt 
which i advised her to send to you i asked her to stay to dinner which she refused however she handled your cup and as you know she is of a thirsty temperament in the same year in which his mother was arrested the states of styria ordered all the copies of the calendar for 1624 to be publicly burnt there does not seem to be any reason for supposing that this insult proceeded from his old enemies the catholics they would no doubt take an active share in carrying into effect but it would appear that his former patrons were affronted at kepler's giving the precedence in his title page to the states of upper ends where he then resided above the states of styria in 1622 the emperor ferdinand notwithstanding his own pecuniary difficulties ordered the whole of kepler's arrears to be paid even those which had been due by rudolph and matthias and so great was his anxiety to have rudolphine tables published that he supplied the means for their immediate completion new difficulties however sprung up to retard still longer the appearance of this most important work the wars of the reformation which were then agitating the whole of germany interfered with every peaceful pursuit the library of kepler was sealed up by the order of jesuits and it was only his position as imperial mathematician that saved him from personal inconvenience a popular insurrection followed in the train of these disasters the presentary blockheaded lens the place of kepler's residence and it was not till the year 1627 as the title page bears or 1628 as kepler elsewhere states that these celebrated tables were given to the world the rudolphine tables were published at ulm in one volume folio these tables were calculated by kepler from the observations of tycho and are founded on his own great discovery of the ellipticity of the planetary orbits the first and third parts of the work contain logarithmic and other auxiliary tables for the purpose of facilitating astronomical calculations the second part contains tables of the sun moon and planets and the fourth a catalog of thousand stars as determined by tycho a nautical map is prefixed to some copies of the tables and the description of it contains the first notice of the method of determining the longitude by means of occultations a short time after the publication of these tables the grand duke of tuscany instigated no doubt by galileo sent kepler a gold chain in testimony of his approbation to the great service which he had rendered to astronomy about this time albert wallenstein duke of friedland a great patron of astrology and one of the most distinguished men of the age made the most munificent offers to kepler and invited him to take up his residence at sagan in silesia the religious dissensions which agitated lens the love of tranquillity which kepler had so little enjoyed and the publication of his great work induced him to accept of this offer he accordingly removed his family from lens to ratisbon in 1629 and he himself set for prague with the double object of presenting the rolfen tables to the emperor and of soliciting his permission to go into the service of the duke of friedland the emperor did not hesitate to grant this request and would have gladly transferred kepler's arrears as well as himself to the charge of a foreign prince kepler accordingly set out with his wife and family for sagan where he arrived in 1629 the duke albert treated him with liberality and distinction he supplied him with an assistant for his calculations and also with a printing press 
and by his influence with the duke of melkenburg he obtained for him a professorship in the university of rostock in this remote situation kepler found it extremely difficult to obtain a payment for the imperial pension which he still retained the arrears had accumulated to eight thousand crowns and he resolved to go to the imperial assembly at ratisbon to make a final effort to obtain them his attempts however were fruitless the vexation which this occasioned and the great fatigue which he had undergone threw him into a violent fever which is said to have been one of the cold and to have been accompanied with an imposthume in his brain occasioned by too much study this disease baffled the skill of physicians and carried him off on the fifth november o s sixteen thirty in the sixtieth year of his age the remains of this great man were interred in st peter's churchyard at ratisbon and the following inscription embodying an epitaph which had been written for himself was engraven on his tombstone inoquisit vir nobilissimus doctissimus e celebrimus dom johannes keplerus trium imperatorum rudolphi second mathieu e ferdinandi second per annos trantex antia vero procerum stirie ab anno fifteen ninety four usque sixteen hundred postia quaque astria corum ordinum ab anno sixteen twelve usque ad annum sixteen twenty eight mathematius toti orbi christiani per monumenta publica cognitus ab omnibus doctis inter principe astronomio numeratus qui properia manu asinatum posse reliqui tale epitaphium menesus eram coelos nunc terre mertior umbras mens coelitis erat corporis umbra jacet in christopi obit anno salutis sixteen thirty t cinquana umbris aetiti suae sexagesimo the monument was not long preserved it was destroyed during the wars which desolated germany and no attempt was made till seventeen eighty six to mark with honour the spot which contained such venerable remains this attempt however failed and it was not till eighteen o three that this great duty was paid to the memory of kepler by the prince bishop of constance who erected a handsome monumental temple near the place of his interment and in the botanical garden of the city the temple is surmounted by a spear and in the centre is a bust of kepler in carrara marble kepler left behind him a wife and seven children two by his first wife susanna and louise and three sons and two daughters by his second wife like sebald cordelia friedman hildebert and anna maria the eldest of these susanna was married a few months before her father's death to jacob bashius his pupil who was educated as a physician and his son louis died in sixteen sixty three while practising medicine at Königsberg. the children by his second wife have said to have died young they were left in very narrow circumstances and though twenty four thousand florins were due to kepler by the emperor yet only a part of the sum was received by susanna in consequence of her refusing to give up tycho's observations till the debt was paid kepler composed a little work entitled 
the dream of john kepler or lunar astronomy the object of which was to describe the phenomena seen from the moon but he died while he and bartius were engaged in its publication and bartius having resumed the task died also before its completion louis kepler dreaded to meddle with the work which had proved so fatal to his father and his brother-in-law but this superstitious feeling was overcome and the work was published at frankfurt in 1636 end of chapter 13 read by lambda